I uh, enjoy podcasting. It is my life. How many marshmallows do you have in your house right now? Do you ever do Mad Dog 2020? Women talk to dumb people every day, Jared. Yeah, maybe they can fix that in editing. Hello. I don't know if genius means what you think it means. Searching, Searching for, for Rick. Rick. Oh, it's nine o'clock. It's now time to start our podcast. Start. <laughs> it is now time to start. The grandfather you. clock has chimed us in this evening. It's not Welcome like a real clock, grandfather clock that stands on the ground. It's like it's hangs not. Up, hangs oh, up okay. in the it's almost like a cuckoo clock without a cuckoo. Mm. Yes. Yeah. Um, if anyone's hearing that, we'll leave that in of. That was uh, Jared eating his brownie and drinking his milk. <laughs> Did you? Oh, is, was that was that obvious? <laughs> it was very audible. It was very audible. Yeah. Well, before we jump in, how are you feeling about the latest things on in the world? <laughs> uh, it's just a lot going on in the world. It really is. I am a white person. If you need to yell at a white person right now, I will be that. <laughs> I want to shout out all the white people who have hit me up literally since everything has been happening. I think that's really admirable. And I just, you make my heart full, but I just, I'm not a person who just like, oh, I'm so angry. I got to talk to somebody. I talk, I've talked to enough, like I've lived with white people to where I've had this conversation ad nauseum. So I really yeah. don't want to have this conversation anymore. Yeah, you don't feel like you haven't had that. Back and forth. I've had this conversation a million times before, and I just—it's right. right. not anything new to me. Um, I get it. I get why people do what they do. I get, you know, why they protest. I get why they riot. Hell, I even get why they loot. But I mean, it is what it is. I mean, give 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 us social justice, and then we will, you know, and then people won't protest and people won't riot right. people won't loot so i mean it's just it's a simple equation but no one seems to know how to fix that first part of it which is um give us social justice I mean, well and it's so i mean i think i think that from my perspective it's one of those things where what like what do you do especially when it's mm -hmm. something that is i mean recognizing that it's a problem is step one which seems to just be an issue for some people but i think that it also is like, what's the first step you take to have to unwind that? Because it's not just like, oh, here's some rules we're going to create and everybody will just follow them. It's something that's in people and you're asking right. people to actually hold the mirror up to themselves and try to change. And God, that's so hard. And especially right now with our current leadership and everything that's going on, yeah. you just don't have somebody to look to to be that guiding light either. So it's like, mm -mm. yeah, there a isn't like a leadership pile of, and, yeah. And it's funny because even like, I don't remember if the president even tweeted about Ahmaud Arbery when he was murdered. Um, I, I remember he said, I don't know if you heard the tweet that he said about uh, George Floyd. It was something like, not a way to, not a good way to die, or something like that. Like if I had to die, oh. I hope, and I hope I don't. You know, that's not the way I want to die. Like it's like, well, how would you say something stupid like that? 
Well, right. I mean, I don't, know, I don't know if that's true. Anything, I, anything he says. I, I saw it's that hard to know with the Twitter stuff, right? Like, what's doctored? What's real? I don't. And I don't. I don't follow him on Twitter. So. I don't follow him on Twitter either. So maybe I should do that. Number one. But number two. I just don't want to give him any I numbers. Star tweet, quote unquote, from him on social media that said right. that, and I was like, mm, I question these tweets I see on like non-Twitter platforms. Yeah. Like anybody can doctor up a Twitter. Oh, easy. I do appreciate that Twitter has decided that they will start a little more um, regulation on a little more regulation or just annotation of this isn't real. It doesn't matter if you're the president or not. We're going to say you're going to fact check this. And then (laughs) this just happens to be that we're just only going to put it on your tweets. But hey. Yeah. I think that's the first time I've ever seen the fact check. Well, they but, just started it, so they've yeah, been doing it on, on Facebook, his tweet that I saw it. Yeah, his is probably the most famous one. They got it. Um, no, that's true. It might be in, on other tweets. That's uh-huh. true. But and then the other one, they said they normally would have taken down the looting and shooting, but mm. the fact that they said that they thought it was in the public's best interest that they see this, but they will note on it that this incites violence. Craziness. Craziness. Well, do you want to jump in and follow up from our last podcast after I bailed on two podcast sessions? I don't even remember forever. Podcast was about. <laughs> uh, oh, so one, I bailed on you for one because I was just too hungover and hadn't moved off the couch all day, and yeah, literally you, just let the children okay. no, eat scraps off the floor. Nice. And then, <laughs> no, thanks. And then the next one, I kind of just forgot about. Um, but I'm back. I'm I'm focused. I'm ready to go. So last one was Jonathan Taylor Thomas. Jonathan Taylor Thomas was the last one? Yeah. Jesus. I feel like forever ago. <laughs> Feels like a lifetime. I don't even, I swear I don't remember. Yeah. It was the last one we talked about. So we'll just jump into the follow-up. Neither of us could remember the youngest son in um, the Home Improvement Show. It was Mark. So they were Mark. Brad, Randy, and Mark were the brothers. So Mark Taylor, the little, the youngest always gets forgotten. And then we talked a little bit about who's still hot when they're old. And you were shocked that I would totally still hook up with Brad Pitt. Um, and you said that you would still hook up with Halle Berry until she turned 60 or something. Yeah, I guess she had Brad Pitt. Brad Pitt is 56. Halle Berry's 53. So you've got seven years to find Not Hallie. that big of a difference either in age, to tell you mm-hmm. the truth. Find Halle, find a connection, make it happen. Yeah, they're both in their fifties. They both have they both have their Oscars. I mean, they're still prime. They are prime. They're both single. Halle Berry's still well, single. They're both single. I think she's yeah. married. What she is she married? married? I thought she may be remarried, but she I just her I think someone. she's crazy though. She's crazy. Oh, why do you think that? What have you I, I don't know. I mean, she was in an abusive relationship with uh which celebrity was it? See, I don't want to be misspoken now and then like get in trouble for saying this, but she was in an abusive relationship with either David Justice or um, R&B. Justice. Uh, I forgot she was married to him. him. A serial whatever. She She's always. Right. You have seven years till she's 60. You don't have to get in a relationship with her. You can hook up and walk away. We don't want you getting hurt, Jared. Here's to you, Mrs. Robinson. <laughs> or having to give you give her everything you own or whatever. You never know. I'll, I'll do that. 
okay, so who was the creator of the pussy hats for the Women's March? So we got a course on a tangent. Like you we said Al Gore was the inventor of the pussy hats, right? I did not say Al Gore. I said, wouldn't it be cool if Jonathan Taylor Thomas was the creator of those? And I had uncovered that during my research. Yes. That's and then what I was. corrected and said, there's no way that a man, that we would give a man credit for creating those. And there is no inventor, right? There is. They are the result. It doesn't say the invention because it's not really an invention, but they were the result of the Pussy Hat Project, a nationwide effort initiated by Krista Sue, if I'm pronouncing that correctly, and Jaina Zweiman. Okay. So we talked a little bit about the difference between men and women, and I had said that women were better multitaskers than men, mm-hmm. and I found an article to support that. <laughs> So there was a study done um, in the UK, and this this was just the article the BBC published about it that said, um, and from that study, they found that women are better simultaneous um, at simultaneous tasks, while men proved to be better at sequential tasks. And then they went on to say that, you know, there's plenty of evolutionary theories, too, showing the difference between men and women and how they work, such as the hunter-gatherer hypothesis. And it says this invokes a rather traditional image of women at home, cooking, tending to infants, et cetera, with men out doing so-called linear tasks, such as chasing and killing prey. And then it just says, put simply, if women could multitask, we wouldn't be here. So the idea is that women can just do several things at once, where men are more than capable, but they actually attack things in a very sequential order and start in step one and go to step five, whereas women can jump around a lot. That's true. So that, that, it's, that. it's not better or worse. It's just very different working styles. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. Um, and some, you know, maybe more beneficial in certain job roles than others, right? Mm-hmm. Depending on what the... That's true. What they're trying to accomplish. Like That's a very men, good point. I'm trying to think. Men should be on the line. Women should be in the office um, leading the company. Right? Wow. <laughs> what line? What line should we be on? I don't know. Like the one like line? moving chickens down the line and cleaning them. The cherry picking the, line or whatever. Like cherry the, picking. The line Lucy right. was on when she you was can ass- wrapping chocolate. Yeah, exactly. Assembling auto parts, stuff yeah. like that. We'll we'll handle like the big business stuff, you know, negotiations and high level, high level thinking stuff. You guys can do the sequential step one, step two, step three. You know, I'm all for women being in leadership positions because I believe women are fair and they mostly treat everyone equally. All right. And they are hoots at parties. And they are hoots at parties. (laughs) You think that the women are a lot more fun? Women are fun. They tend to loosen up a little bit more than, than guys do. Oh right, especially at an office party, right? Yeah, or even even at a at the office. I mean, I I don't know. Women do tend to be more stiff at the office, actually, because for women, I feel like oh, you just especially when you're in, all complete. I know I'm not going to generalize, maybe. but uh, I mean, okay. women I've seen in in offices where there's men mostly, it becomes competitive with them as far as like trying to prove who can be the most professional or who can be the most productive. Like it becomes a competition amongst women. Especially, like I said, when it's uh, an office dominated by men. I can okay. say that from my previous experience, I've learned that psychology and just watching the women in that office space particularly. particularly Because maybe they're trying to fight more for their role validation. or their... Yeah, for the validation. Yeah. Anyway. 
yeah, so that was about women and men multitasking. And then we kind of went down a rabbit hole, as we tend to do, just about, you know, the female plight versus the male plight and things like that. And then we were saying about number of assaults, is it mostly men or is it mostly women? And I said, I would assume it's mostly women, which is partly true. So I looked this up and it says most actual are actual male victims of violent crimes, except for in the cases of rape and assault. Interesting. So most violent crimes do involve males as the victim because it's usually male on male violence. But in the case of rape and assault, it's females are the victims. Um, and then you made a note that I have aged out of kidnapping. Um, which, <laughs> which Why would you is, fact check aging out of kidnapping? I did not Google aging out of kidnapping. I Googled what is the average age, like at what ages are most of the um, are, are women kids, kidnapped. kids napped or people napped. And so the vast majority of kidnaps are, are girls. Mm-hmm. 76% of all kidnappings are girls or women, with the average age being slightly over 11 years of age. And in 80% of the cases, the initial contact between the victim and the killer or the kidnapper is within a fourth of a mile of the victim's home. So you said that the average age is 11 years old. Exactly. So yes, I've aged out of... Yeah, so uh, no one presumably or 39 years old is going... There's not a lot not of 38, that 39 year olds getting that's kidnapped. That's that average any old. Although something we could look at is, are there a lot of 38 and 39 year olds getting killed by their husbands? There's probably more mm-hmm. of those. Oh yeah, it switches to that when you get older. Strangers don't want to grab well, you. You have women who kill their husbands too. I mean, that's true. That's true. Yeah. Or they um, have their husbands killed. One of the two. Yeah, th- surely they're not going to do that dirty work themselves. I mean, some of them no, try. No. I mean, you know, that's a yeah. lot of chopping, lady. More dismemberment. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like yeah. it's a lot of chopping. Like women don't want to do all that. No, most of the time women can do one chop and they feel like that satisfied whatever they need to take care of. Yeah, but then you got to get rid of the body. It's like, ugh. Like, when they realize that, they, they like, I can just imagine the woman's eyes rolling in the back of their head like, oh, my God. Oh, I meant that you could do one chop that was, just would make your, you feel better emotionally. It wouldn't kill the person. Oh, no. I meant. That's I, what Lorena did. Oh, she sure did. It's a chop that means the most. I mean, it is the chop that means the most. I mean, what I'd rather and that is a very '90s reference, Lorena. Oh yeah, like nobody knows who Lorena Bobbitt no. is. No, wasn't there a movie about it? Or something? Wasn't there a movie about it? I think so. Yeah, but it was like a made-for-TV movie, right? In the '90s, it was like every every story that happened had a movie. And speaking of, um, it's an awful trans transition. I think who we, we just go ahead for? and jump jump into who we're searching for because she's kind of like an icon of not an icon. Uh, more like an icon. No, I'm just kidding. She is. Oh my god, <laughs> that was such a dad joke. I know okay. that was awful. She's, uh. she, but she is kind of a big deal from that era. So I mean, I know I watched her um, on that same kind of. Um, did you ever watch the show Punky Brewster? No. You never watched I don't Punky know, Brewster. I don't know why I, I didn't watch Punky Brewster. It was such a big deal. Like yeah, it, it was a big like deal. She was like the. Quintessential bad girl, like role model. She was a good girl, but she was kind of, you know, like sassy or whatever. Sassy, yeah. Yeah, and all the girls wanted to be punky. And she was, and she, uh, she had a whole show. Why would we do this show if you didn't even heard of Punky Brewster? I mean, now I got to like describe Punky Brewster to you. Like, I've heard of Punky Brewster. 
I just never didn't seen watch an episode. The show, and I don't know why. Maybe it came on on a night when, or it came on too late, or maybe, maybe not, you're maybe younger. Maybe it was on too early for you. I don't know. I mean, it was it debuted in 1984. I was two years old, and it had low ratings. Like people actually weren't really into it a whole lot. And um, after NBC canceled the series, it was picked up for syndication uh, for like an additional two seasons until like 1988. So it didn't really like... It it wasn't even on that long? I guess not. But I just remember it vividly on NBC. I guess maybe it wasn't on as much as I thought it was. But How old are you really? How old are you really? I mean... 1980. So I could remember shows. Oh, so you're two years older than me. So you were four. Nineteen eighty four, nineteen eighty five. I had a I had a TV memory back then. Okay, you could have, but I was two. I didn't. That's true. You probably weren't watching when I was watching. I probably wasn't watching Punky well, Brewster. We were, watching, we were watching the same thing probably, but my I had a memory, whereas you didn't because you're two. Well, you may have. Two years old. So yeah, I'll, I'll concede and say maybe Punky Brewster was on in my household. I bet you it was. Possibly. Yeah, no, you but, have an old sister. But my sister was only five oh, or four. Really, okay, so she wasn't really watching. So it. it's you know, it's not like she would have turned it on. Y'all were busy painting each other, painting the walls or something with glue or something ridiculous. It exactly, we were painting the walls with glue. Um, ridiculous. Well, I hate that because uh, you missed out on such a great piece of. Well, apparently not so much. Apparently, because it has uh, low, it had low ratings. I was about to say it was only on for two I years. Enjoyed- it is. I, it is I think as a kid, it's not that easy, not that hard to uh, keep a kid's attention. All you gotta have, all you gotta do is have bright colors, especially especially if you're live action. If you're animated, I mean, you, you, knew, you knew the formula back then. But right, right. For live action for kids, you just need a color, kids on screen, and uh, probably a laugh track. You needed a laugh track. You know, like whenever somebody says something funny. Right. Oh, it helps the audience feel comfortable with how they're supposed to react yeah. to something. So I feel like that was kind of necessary. Did it have a clap track too? Maybe. Like if there was a um, a cameo on there, and I'm sure they had right. like a pop-up. Right. Do you remember remember um, the Police Academy um, movies? We, yeah, we did a whole podcast about this. I oh, know. We just did yeah. talk about Michael Winslow. My bad. So the guy who plays the commandant uh the, the, right. the um you know chief or whatever the old guy yeah, yeah. he plays punky's grandpa ah okay yeah so he's like a co-star on the show he's a regular on the show or so what's the actress's name okay oh that's right so that's even like uh who we're talking about so she called <laughs> her uh her name is soleil moon fry ah, okay. moon fry and soleil right. means son in french s-o-l-e-i-e S-O-L-E-I-L, Moon, mm-hmm. it's a separate name, and then that's hyphenated, and then Fry. Um, so it's her name basically is Sun Moon Fry. Interesting. Okay. Uh, her parents. Who were her parents? Were Clearly they were hippies. It doesn't really, you know, I don't really see that much in her. We didn't, we're not searching for her parents. Yeah, we're not searching for parents. We're searching for her. Yeah. Okay. But, I mean, yeah, so... So the show itself, the show how, canceled how was she when she was on it around? Uh, well, by seven, she was Punky Brewster. So she was seven in 84. So by 88, she was about 10 or 11, right? Okay. When it was in syndication. Yeah. 
And so after the uh, show ended, uh, she just ended up doing just guest spots here and there throughout the 90s. And um, yeah, she eventually joined the cast of Sabrina the Teenage Witch when Sabrina went to college. I don't know if you remember that. Oh, yeah. Who was the lead on Sabrina the Teenage Witch? Melissa Joan Hart. Yes. Okay. So didn't really watch that show. But yeah, everybody yes. watched Sabrina, I feel like. Especially though, that one. Like the one on Netflix, people don't really watch so much. But the one with Melissa Joan Hart and then she had the two aunts. Like I grew up watching that and the little puppet cat, talking cat. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. That, that was that was a big show in the 90s. Classic. So it was a point when Sabrina went to college and there was like a, a friend of hers or her roommate and she, uh, I think it was her roommate actually, and she questioned if Sabrina was a witch. Like she was like the, the entire season or the entire time that character was on there she was um you know trying to figure out if sabrina was a witch and she was questioning if sabrina was and that person was soleil moon fry okay yeah so she uh did that i guess until the series ended on uh, in april 2003 and then she just kind of did some voice acting and stuff uh she married a producer jason goldberg and they had four kids, so I guess she, she, you know, she went that way. She lives in L.A. with her producer, good mom, husband, and and they make, um, you know, they have a bunch of kids. So she's got to raise those kids and live in L.A. So that's pretty much her. That was pretty much her life for the longest. But apparently, um, they are bringing Punky Brewster back. Why? It was only two seats. Like it. Got, I mean, I, mean, I guess because it had enough lore afterwards. Yeah, I think it's a cult following more so than okay. anything. People love it so much. And and she's going to be Punky's mom or something. No, she's Punky still. No. What? Yeah, and she's got kids herself, and she's got to raise them. Like, and so in the new series, she returns as Punky. She's now a single mother of three who meets a young girl who reminds her a lot of herself. So, oh, so Punky had a so Punky had a black best friend. Her name was Cherie um, on the show originally back in the eighties, and so that girl is also coming back um, to be on this reboot of Punky Brewster. And um, she had a dog too back in the day, a golden retriever on the show named Brandon, and that they're gonna. Do a, gonna, that dog do, is not here. I know you're the same dog. They're gonna, she's going to have a dog. <laughs> show Brandon. So, um, yeah, Freddie Prince Jr. is supposed to be on the show. Sounds thrilling. The show. Who is who's signing no, off? Who's ready yeah. to see it? Who's ready to sit? Where will it be streaming? <laughs> you know, it's going to be streaming. <laughs> I said, where? No, as I'm saying, it's not going to be like on somebody's major network too. You can just tell this like this is going to be thrown on somebody's streaming platform. Uh, so yeah. apparently NBC has a streaming platform called Peacock. Right. Yeah. There's That's a thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, okay. So she's going to come, um, she's going to come with a force with a 10 episode first season later on this year and um, on Peacock. And in the meantime, you can just watch the original four seasons of the show on Peacock when it launches. Oh, it's not even out yet. It launches on July 15th. So Soleil Moonfried, that was it. She did Punky Brewster. Yeah, and that's really she that's, never acted again. No, I mean, and now she's gonna come in on a Punky Brewster remake. Yeah, I mean, she did some small bit stuff here and there in between, nothing big. Wow. But I mean, the, the, her biggest claims to fame literally is Punky Brewster. Like she's she started her career as Punky Brewster, and now she's back. You know, many, many, many years later with four kids, 
um, playing Punky Brewster again because she's typecast as Punky Brewster. Apparently. What's interesting is so obviously after Punky Brewster got canceled in 84, or 86, it whatever, what went to it was in 88 it went into syndication but it got canceled after the second season right well it, it was still making new episodes in oh. syndication and it ended in 88 like the the two okay episodes. but she was still really young yeah so she just like went home and went back to normal life i guess yeah where's she from uh, america uh, she's from california i do know that uh hold oh, on. okay i don't okay. know where exactly that's boring california whatever yeah. Um, I was imagining maybe she went back to the Amish farm in the Midwest uh, somewhere and no, just she's lived her like, quiet life. She's from like sunny town, California, like close to LA or if not LA's like something. Okay. Like so she, it was probably just, yeah. One of those things like all the kids in LA go try out for something and they're on it. And then That's whatever. exactly probably what happened. Like she, I'm going to be the next punky. I'm going to be punky Brewster. And then like all her friends like made fun of her once punky Brewster was over. Like she had to go back to school, be like a regular kid or whatever. Yeah. Just and then she married a producer, but just I not know. much more. Well, okay, know, still got so she's show. she's just like your neighborhood has been. Like nobody, no big deal. Oh, not doing anything anymore. Yeah, I mean, maybe she knows where Jonathan Taylor Thomas is. She might because I mean they all they're in L.A. All, they all hung out they, together. All hung out. She yeah, was she's she much was older. older. Yeah, I don't know. She, maybe we could she we could put her, her on that. That would get her a job. She knows somebody who knows where Jonathan Taylor Thomas is. We'll get her on here. I think after this, she's really going to want to be on this podcast. On line seven, we have Soleil Moonfry. Thank you for calling in, Soleil. So good choice of someone to search for. Yeah, I guess. I mean, it wasn't a whole lot to search for. I like the ones. I was just going to say, there's not a lot there. Not very meaty on Soleil. Oh, well. Maybe next time. Maybe next time. Okay, well... What did you have on Instagram this week? It's been a crazy week. It's just been a lot. So I just, you know. It's, I don't think you put any polls. Uh, I probably did. Um, do you, when, you, when you're on the track running, do you go the opposite direction everybody else is going? No. You go the way everybody goes? Yeah. It's called go with the flow. I mean, I don't know what that was a thing. I was like, do you go with the people? On, so anyway, I was just really annoyed by the people who go the opposite direction on the track. Like we're clearly all going the same direction. Does your tra- so this is the other thing. Some of the tracks when you get on have like a very clear arrow, like everybody's going this way. Everybody's going arrows. counterclockwise or whatever. Yeah. I mean, but that's the way it looks at this track. Everybody's clearly going this way. Like there's tons of people on the track going this direction, and yet you still choose to go the opposite direction. It's just like And is it is it a line track so you have to go around people? Which means a line. You know what I mean? Like it's is track. it lined or is it just I know. But it's not a track like a school track no, 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 that's no, got like all the different track. lanes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, that's just in lanes. No. Okay. So they're not even in their own lane. You're having to dodge around them. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty annoying. And Have you ever thought they- about like as soon as you pass them, just changing directions and starting to follow them? <laughs> and then when they look back, you'd be like, I didn't realize we were running this way. We'll, we'll all run this way now. I didn't know you're in charge. Yeah, I didn't know that you knew the right way to go. In the, on, so I, clearly, I, clearly you're the leader. Here, I didn't know. Right, exactly. My first time on the track, yeah. I didn't it? Just mess with people a little bit. That would be crazy. Or even still, don't even say anything. Just make this noise like, I can scare the shit out of them. I'm, I feel like people yeah. are always so nervous of black men anyway on the track. I feel like because there's a bunch of women on the track mostly, but like. You think somebody would be making a Karen call? Well, 
not that they make Karen calls, but like I know particularly I I felt that like women have been like watching their kids when uh or like extra carefully when I'm like close to them on the track. Like I just remember this one white woman. It's not 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 because she's white that I'm calling her out, but this one white woman um is like. She's, I guess she saw me coming up and she was like looking f- like for both of her kids, like keeping an eye on both of her kids at the same time as if like she thought that if she took her off one of them for this two seconds that this black guy was coming up, like one of them was going to turn up missing or something. I don't know. But like she just kept her eye on both of them, like particularly when I was coming by her on the track because she was taking forever and I was just, you know, jogging around her. Come on, Chrissy. Come on, James. Come on. Like she was just like, she seemed like so extra cautious, but she was like letting them like roam free prior to me running up on them. But like, I felt like she was really nervous about me being click or like near them or whatever. So I, I, that, that I'm sorry. Me. That makes you feel bad for no reason. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I don't. I don't even. I don't think. I, I don't think I thought twice about it. I mean, I clearly, I did think, tw- think twice about it because yeah, it's second around. about it. Yeah, so uh, it, like it's just little moments like that. And there was another like it was a Latino woman who kind of did a similar thing with her kids, and maybe just people are just extra cautious of their kids. They and I get that, and maybe they were they, they didn't want their kids to run into me or like they didn't want you know to the kids to run out into the middle of the track and I, you know, could have been that. Yeah. And then, I mean, did they feel, but did you see a sense of relief when they saw how slowly you ran by that? Like, right. oh, it's not like I'm, he like, couldn't, he's, he can't grab one of my kids. Look and get at away me. With that. I'm, I'm, I'm 90 pounds wet. Barely a jog. I'll, it'll be fine. I literally, it's a slow jog too. It's like, I'm walking on air. Like, it's not like I'm yeah. like, clearly an athletic guy here to chase down and, and maybe that's why they were, they were gathering their kids to watch you. That's what it was. Spectator sport. Laughing is still a spectator sport. <laughs> look at the kids. Look at this man that's doing like a look at his arms jiggling jog thing. Run. We're not sure what's happening. He's very thin. He's almost how bouncing he as so he's thin? running. Look at look <laughs> how his feet bounce him, bounces, bounce him off the ground. Yeah, I, you could diffuse the situation real quick if you did the. Um, did you watch Friends? Oh, and do the Phoebe and run. Do the Phoebe <laughs> run. Just get real weird with it, and people are like, oh. Okay. <laughs> probably, you probably get a hell of a workout too if you actually literally did that the entire oh, time. Sure. That's awful. Sure. I just imagine, uh, oh my God. No, thank you. No, I'm good on that. You want to become an influencer. This is the way to do it. You got to post stuff like this on your Instagram. You got to run like that. Oh, that's I true. Mean, you, you know, just you have be right. to make doing, doing yourself look like a fool in public. Making an ass of yourself in public definitely gets you watch views and likes. That's, that's absolutely. That's a fact. Absolutely. But I mean, the problem is, does everybody need, need to be doing that? I'm so tired um, of those. Uh, no, absolutely not. I'm just. What I'm do you want? Tired of, I'm tired of. of I'm just tired of Instagram comedians, and I'm tired of like Instagram videos and comedy. Like everybody has to be funny now, especially with TikTok now. Everybody has these like 15 second joke clips that people get popular from and it's just oh, like yeah. i'm over it and then they get careers from it they become popular from it and that just bothers the shit out of me like you got does 15 it seconds bother you on. because they got it and you didn't or did it bother yeah. you because that's you the like number one reason is that okay. is that okay. i'm that's not true. famous from my funny shit and you are that is the number one reason number two is it's only a 15 second video and people are just like coming over it because you're because it was so funny for those 15 seconds the people that do the like hour plus uh stand-up specials i mean they are to be appreciated was that your do you have a home phone uh 
Yeah. This broadcast and all of the broadcasts for Searching for Rick is sponsored by the Candida Fund. The William and George H. Macy Foundation. Hardee's. And the number two.